With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome, welcome to the Cult of the Collective Commentary. Featuring Dave A.C. The Sixth Factor and Al everybody and welcome to another exciting cultum collective commentaries and when i say exciting i mean probably drunk anyway to join me in this glass of wine is mr dave ac hello dave yes i sneaked out of the dorm window and actually i was thinking of going for beer because uh, that's what i was told to do but i came back with wine ah yes and well and truly at school is mr randall thor hello everyone i've got i found this fob watch earlier it's really shiny. I thought I'd take it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Well, if those aren't enough hints for you folks, tonight's commentary is Human Nature. Yes, based on the book by Paul Cornell and written for the series by Paul Cornell, it's Human Nature. It was nominated for a Hugo Award for Best Dramatic Presentation Short Form in 2008. And we are going to talk all over the top of it. Aren't we all excited? Yes, and I'm only going to give you a C- minus for that intro. Ah, there we go. Yes. Well, books down. And pay attention at the front, please. Are you ready, gentlemen? Do you have your pencils down? Yep. I, uh, I've just updated from my slate to pen and paper. Aha. And Mike? I'm at this marker board. All those crazy people who still use chalkboards. Will they never upgrade? (laughs) And I'm about to find out who fired that spitball at the back of my head. But I'll count us in anyway. In five, four, three, two, one, play. One of the most exciting intros we'd had. Yeah. Yeah, funny yeah, that. He used to say, did they see your face? What does he mean? Yeah, I remember when I first saw this, I was thinking, did I miss something? Yeah. What's <laughs> going on? I think I actually rewound. <laughs> and I went, okay, we didn't miss anything. <laughs> Am I imagining anything? Or was there some kind of prequel online for this? Not too sure. Watch. Don't think there was. That was just for series two. And uh, quick change. Suddenly. <laughs> Meanwhile, in uh, back at Mister Smith's study, in his gym jams yet again. Of course, as we mentioned in the leading up to this, this was a television adaptation of a book that Paul Cornell wrote as part of the New Adventure line, published back in 1995. It starred uh, the seventh Doctor, Sylvester McCoy, as the Doctor. And here we are with three regenerations later. Takes a while, but hey, we get uh, I often dream of a daredevil. 
<laughs> this is the first time, of course, that the, the new series has uh, moved one of the stories from the new adventures. Uh, I think the first one was to do it was uh, uh, Jubilee became oh. Dalek. Yep, one of the Big Finish stories. Ah, it was Big Finish, sorry. Yep. Mm. Adapted by the author of the Big Finish story. So. Yes. And, of course, the Blink story was an adaption. Yeah, short yes, story. based on the short story by Stephen Moffat. The year of our Lord, 2007. <laughs> Maybe we have David Tennant talking more in his normal accent. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and off we go. Yes. Still love this theme. So do I. <sighs> New themes, not so much. I know I keep saying that every time we watch these credits. <laughs> I do miss these opening credits. I'm sorry. I love this, the vortex and everything. And yeah, uh, of course. I mean, each, each, each to their own, of course. You know. Yeah, this is of course series three, episode eight, part one of a two-part story. First broadcast, 26th of May, 2007. Uh, a boy's school days are his best days. Hell no. <laughs> I got caned and I got picked on constantly at boarding school. Thank you very much. Charles Palmer? Charlie Palmer. Of course, the one advantage of doing this in the UK is we actually have buildings this old. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's funny, if you ask a child, a young child, to draw a picture of a teacher, even today, they'll draw them with a mortar on and a cane in the hand. Oh, yeah. And they've never done that for 50 or 60 years. Exactly. Oh, Martha on her knees. <laughs> I said nothing. You did. You behave, Dave. <laughs> Another interesting difference <laughs> between the book and the movie here is that in the, in the TV episode, the school, the writer's named Faringham School for Boys. In the book, it was called Holton uh, college school, and it was set in the town of Farrington. So they took the name of the town and had basically changed it <laughs> into the name of the school. <laughs> the other the young lady playing the servant, she was marvelous because she did a well. She does a complete switch later on, but oh, spoilers, Dave! Spoilers. Next, you'll be telling me. Never again, mind. Dave. <laughs> yes. Spoilers again, Dave. Well, we're assuming that people watching this with us, <laughs> listening to our beautiful commentary, have actually watched the program without our commentary first. We're just joshing with you, Dave. You mean people watch these without listening to us? For shame. Yes. <laughs> oh. So we'd watch any Doctor Who. And the very nice Jessica Hines, is it? Yes, and I had never actually seen her in anything until this. 
Um, and it was after this that I uh, got caught up on Spaced. We watched a couple of episodes and then uh, went out and bought the DVDs based on that. Have the lovely boxed set of Spaced. It's well worth watching because she's fabulous in it. And so is Simon Pegg. Matron. And and uh, just just in case you're wondering, um, if you've never seen Spaced, her character in Spaced is quite quite different from uh, from her character on the show, uh, which just shows her versatility as a as an actress. Yeah, she's so good. She can even play her own granddaughter at some point. Yes. Mm. Oh, John Smith acting all flustered. And watch out for the stairs. Huh? Ooh. <laughs> Ouch. And as, I, and as I mentioned in the opening, um, it, uh, The Family of Blood and Human Nature was nominated uh, for the 2008 Hugo Award for the Best Dramatic presentation short form, David Tennant actually won the Constellation Award for Best Male Performance in a 2007 science fiction television episode for this two-part story. Brilliant. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I just remembered this is what David Tennant's doing in this episode is something we haven't really seen the actor playing the Doctor do in quite a while, playing two roles in the same story. I remember William Hartnell played two roles with uh, The Reign of Terror, and of course Patrick Chowton did two roles in uh, Enemy of the World. Both those yes. stories sadly don't exist anymore. And of course uh, Tom Baker in... Um... Uh, Ma- uh, Megloss. <sighs> Megloss, yes. Yes. And very briefly, an android invasion. Uh huh. She's staring at ours. <laughs> it totally looked like it. Tenant, dog you. <laughs> Ooh. Now this... And here's the thing that set Phantom on fire. Yeah. Yes, it did. The Journal of Impossible Things. And uh, if you go to uh, my webpage, myweb.tiscarly.co.uk forward slash Dave Cooper 2 forward slash Dr. Ubit 7, you'll see lots of stills of that book. Yes, including the very important page, which I don't know if we, we get to see it at this point. Cybermen. The blue box. The magic carpet. Yes. There it is. With Paul McGann, dead center. (laughs) I guess it's the first confirmation we've had that, I mean, we, it's, of course, well known at this point that, uh, he is the 
David Tennant is the tenth Doctor. That means that somewhere in between Sylvester McCoy and and Christopher Eccleston, that there was another Doctor. But this is the first time we've actually seen McGann's uh, visage, his likeness, pictured in the new series. Mm. And actually, I think this is the that's the first time we've actually seen any of the Doctor's uh, uh, previous faces shown in the series. Something that would be later repeated in the next Doctor and several times throughout Series yes. 5. Yes. Uh, the 11th hour. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want it really in my best handwriting. Best handwriting. <laughs> What-o? And the young boy, of course, played by Thomas Sangster. Yes. Who's been in many things. Love Actually, Danny McPhee, The Last Legion. Sangster <gasps> uh, plays the guitar and learns to play left-handed in order to portray the left-handed Paul McCartney in the feature film Nowhere Boy. And going back to another difference between the book and the what we're watching, there's a slight setting difference besides, you know, the name of the school. There was the year. This is set in 1913. The book was set a year later, 1914. So, slight difference, but enough of a difference. Yes. This is interesting, the dynamics there between the three boys... Oh, and something else that I just noticed, but the, that we didn't notice with the uh, the journal, is that it has the Latin phrase "maius intra qua que extra" written on the written on one page, which is Latin for "what is inside is greater than what is outside." Ah, oh, <laughs> it's nice having an and, educated lad on the show. Yes, it is. And besides being the obvious reference to the TARDIS, it's also in the book what the school's motto was. Oh. You can stay. We might as well just go home, Dave. You <laughs> might as well go home. Yeah. You and me in detention. He's off yeah. early. Oh, lights in the sky. <sighs> and when they film nighttime filming in the UK, nighttime filming, oh, green. Now, which of the directors is it says Alien is green? <laughs> Always has to be green. Nick Graham Harper that says it. I think so. It's just a pretty light in the sky. Nothing to be ashamed. Nothing to be alarmed of. <laughs> just rocks falling to the ground. Mm. 
Of course, uh, Rebecca uh, Stanton. Uh, that plays Jenny. Yeah. Yes, he plays Jenny. Uh, lost my train of thought for a moment there. I was thinking <laughs> about the wine. <laughs> um, it's done quite a lot, actually. Uh, Tess of the Durbervilles, uh, Unforgiven, uh, Law and Order UK, uh, No Heroics, uh, Pulling, Home Time, and uh, has actually, uh, this is this is one for us, uh, Mike, uh, provided a voice on uh, Dragon Age 2 as Bethany uh -huh. Hawk. Ha-ha. Uh Ha-ha. -huh. Now, here's where Baines, played by Harry Lloyd, comes yes. more to the fore. He's currently filming uh, The Iron Lady, uh, playing the young Dennis Thatcher. Anybody thinking Star Trek Four at the moment? <laughs> <laughs> of course, most people at the, at the time this went out would have been most familiar with him uh, as the role of uh, Will Scarlet in, in Robin Hood. Oh. But he's quite brilliant in this. Quite brilliant. Yeah. Steerforth in David Copperfield. Yes. Well, while he was at Eton College, so that was training. And in Goodbye, Mr. Chips. Well, that's good training for this. Oh, yes. That's a British upper-class Hawkson. Oh. Anybody there? And just a moment later. <laughs> they say Cooper's Field there. Yes. Oh, well, I'm not sure if it's Cooper's Field or Cooper's Field. Oh, should have got me rent out of them. <laughs> So here in the episode, they're called the Family of Blood. Their counterparts in the book were the Abertide. Ah. And besides what they were after in this adaptation in the book, they were just after an object that the Doctor had. The Doctor had a biodata module that he used to transform into a human, and that's what they were after, not the Doctor. <laughs> and wasn't it a cricket ball in the book? Yeah, it basically was. And the Doctor was just had just become human to better understand people, not to escape. Yeah, and apparently Harold Lloyd um, had been suggested as a possible candidate to play the Doctor when David Tennant left the role, based on a comment made by Russell T. Davis in an interview with the PR Wire. And so says the wiki page for Harold Lloyd. Wow. Oh, you forgot it. Porsche. Porsche. <laughs> Not like us. Great show. Yes. Perhaps tomorrow they'll have mm. the beer. I'll keep
ships up, <laughs> as my mother would say. Happy days. La 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 la. <laughs> Sorry. So now we find Ooh. out where that is. Where are they stashed? The little blue box. <laughs> Of course, the episode, I think the episode just before this, uh, 42, was when the Doctor gave Martha the key to the TARDIS, so. Right. Right. It was quite a nice little touch, her coming yeah. in and saying hello to the TARDIS. What by the way, I'm talking to the machine. Because <laughs> it's mostly powered down, that's why it looks dark. Yeah, low power. Ooh. Have to make you jump out of your skin. Here we get the uh, finish. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot cut away on the uh, on the Martha too. What? Yeah. And here we go with one of the uh, differences that I just mentioned with the uh, biopod being what changes the doctor. Here we have the chameleon arch. Better have a drink. Yeah. <laughs> oh, another drink. Meanwhile, back in the present. Past. Present? Present past. Past <laughs> present. And if you happen to have the Series 3 DVD, DVD. Yeah. Rather, don't blink. <laughs> there's a rather fun Easter extra on the DVD set that has this entire scene. And here in a bit, when she fast-forwards, <laughs> David Tennant goes on and talks about random things. Yes. <laughs> Very fun extra feature. the easter egg there's it's all full of including uh, don't let me eat pears i hate pears 
which is a reference to the, the original book where the Seventh Doctor in human form didn't like pears at all. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think when they, when they were smile? Gonna, I think when they were <laughs> cut it through that he was going to have him. Because what he's holding in the previous scene is, isn't actually a pear. He's actually holding a pear. Um, and so there was actually supposed to be a cut scene on the on the list. You know, don't let me eat pears. I hate pears. And there he is eating the, eating a pear. What's that? Mm. It speaks to me. We're talking about the episode, Dave, not the wine. But uh, uh, the first time I saw this young actor uh, was playing um, Barney in Clive King's Stig of the Dump. Uh, it's a marvellous children's book that was adapted in the UK uh, where he meets a caveman. And that is absolutely a marvellous children's programme. It's a little bit, when you think about it, like the the next Doctor and the info stamp, isn't it? Right. Oh, creepy. We're watching again instead of... Yes, we are. Coming yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. And the, 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 the other thing about this uh, episode is this marks uh, Susie Liggett's um, first go-round as producer, uh, leaving uh, uh, Phil Collinson while he went on holiday. Wow. Up until this point, she'd been uh, first assistant director. And of course, uh, she also worked on uh, Casanova as first assistant director in episode one, two, and three. Oh, and five episodes in series four Planet of the Ood, Santara and Stratagem, Poison mm. Sky, Unicorn and the Wasp, and Turn Left. Left. Not yes. a dud amongst them. No, nope. and she also uh, was a producer on The Next Doctor. Mm. And producer, an invasion of the Bane. Uh, the, of course, uh, episode uh, of Sarah Jane Adventures. An interesting note about the character we briefly saw there, Lucy Cartwright, is that she was not a character 
exactly in the original book. In the book, she, she was a character named Aphasia, and if you thought the scarecrows were a bit creepy, uh, we just described the, the the balloon. In the in the in this episode, the balloon is just sort of there. It's just sort of to mark yeah. her. But in the book, the balloon was actually a semi-sentient being that could attack people. Hmm. So, right. creepy balloon is creepy. Uh, I seem to remember actually reading the book a long time back. I think it's one of the ones my son had. Ah, vision. Where are we now? Hmm. Oof, that's most undoctorish. Yes. <laughs> But it has to be for this to work. He has yeah. to not be. Nothing at all. <laughs> Had a round Atkinson skit come to my mind just then. <laughs> Blub. Have you heard him do that one where he goes through the, takes mm -hmm. the school register? It's absolutely fabulous. He did it at the, the fringe in Edinburgh, I think, first one. Mm. Ah. Now, this particular scene there where they're walking now, I was watching that today on the BBC uh, on the Antiques Roadshow. They used this village museum to do the Antiques Roadshow that was screened today. Oh, lovely. That's a row of cottages near Cardiff. They've actually been moved. All these buildings around here have been moved from different parts of Wales into this one museum area and rebuilt. And they've got houses from all different time zones in Wales. It's just outside Cardiff somewhere. I, I love watching these two guys in the background doing this business with the, the machinery. Love that. <laughs> Sorry, love 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 actors, extras in the background doing a bit of business, you know. <laughs> uh, what do we do, sir? Uh, stand over there, see that thing on the thing over there? Yeah, we'll, we'll fill it with it, will you? It's nice business. <laughs> yeah, it's... Um... St. Fagin's Natural History Museum at Cardiff. Mm. Um, and Landalf Village, Cardiff. Sorry, Dave, you were saying sorry we were watching <laughs> the piano scene. <laughs> the doctor broke a piano <laughs> of all the gall. <laughs> of course, it's nice to see the cricket ball actually featuring uh, from the original story, and also harkening back to the, the Fifth Doctor's uh, affinity for cricket, the crickety cricket stuff. Oh, and here it comes too. 
just to say that the, the village that's nearby, this Landauf, four miles from Cardiff, was the birthplace place of the writer Roald Dahl and the singer Charlotte, Charlotte Church, and also Dalek creator Terry Nation, who was born there in August 1930. How about that for some uh, trivia for you, Mike? Well, there you go. You're going to stay quiet for this bit. Yeah. <laughs> and this lovely bit. Yep. Sydney. Aww. Fans just broke into tears. <laughs> and among those, Gallifrey was mentioned the same way in the book. Uh, Verity was not his mother in the book, but rather one of John Smith's lost loves. Uh, is the memory of Verity is one of the triggers for Smith to become the Doctor again. Uh, Sydney, however, never mentioned. It is just it's such a lovely thing, you know. To mother and father, mm-hmm. Sydney and Verity. Verity right. Lambert and Sydney Newman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was just nicely done. Just mm-hmm. uh, the other part of the location they were using for the uh, was uh, Saint Fagin's. It's an open air museum near Cardiff, opened in 1948. <laughs> Sorry. Um, original period buildings have been re-erected in the hundred-acre parkland. You know, in the farm, school, the chapel, workmen's institute, giving the impression of how people in Wales lived around a century ago, complete with craft shop work, workshops and exhibitions for visitors. And I say that's where Antiques Roadshow came today, and that's where they used for those various locations. Lovely. Yeah, that's the thing that uh, I mean, here, you know, in in, in America, there, there's not a lot of places like that where you could go and. And if there are, you got to fly across country to do it, and it's cheaper to erect a set. Yeah. Uh, the, the site to check out this is at the bbc.co.uk forward slash Wales forward slash arts, and then sites, Doctor Who Wales, and so on. Meanwhile, back at the barn. And there's that grin. (laughs) Uh, Nicely timed. Amazing how little blue like so sinister. Yeah. <laughs> it's like me coming back from the pub that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. 
of course, Mr. Clark slash father of mine. Uh, let's go on to uh, in, uh, Lark Rice uh, to Candleford as Mr. Paxton. Uh, Kingdom as D.C. Yelland. Isn't it the uh, um, TV show with uh, your man in it? <laughs> I can't believe I did that. I did my, my dad's things. <laughs> yes, Stephen Fry. Your oh. man. Yes. He was in Singing Detective as Reginald Dibbs. Mr. Paxton, he played in Art Rise. That's not very nice. <laughs> not at all. Oh, you slut. <laughs> <laughs> Can you watch the dolls? He's acting again. <laughs> He's off. What is this? The question of dancing coming up in a non-Moffat script? Yeah, how dare they? <laughs> Next to <I'm> eating bananas. <laughs> She's got a bloomers hanging up in. Been <laughs> <laughs> snorting coke out back behind the masters. I had to go. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, matron. Don't say it, Martha! Uh-oh. Someone seems to be a bit too eager. Yes. I'll just go get the sardines. <laughs> you wait there. But I don't like pears. <laughs> Run! <laughs> She's running! Now, I remember that was the first thing I had issue with this. He pulls a green lobster out of a pocket, you know. Yeah. Uh, oh, look what's missing. It's not a Error. Mm. She's just a servant. She... Oh. That's me. Yeah. Cultural differences. Cultural differences. Oh! Or, <laughs> Ian talks to me like that sometimes. Yes. I'm a bit thick. Yes. Right. <laughs> Way to be patronising there. <laughs> 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 Unhand me. <That's> <laughs> 
That went well. Oops. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> oh. Ooh. Where's my tie? He didn't change his tie. <laughs> oh, see, he's, he had everyone to suspect her. What she do? She gets fired. He goes, she goes rifles through his pockets. <laughs> Good music here. Yes. They made it look quite homely in this, actually. Yeah. She's quite pretty. Something else that's interesting with the character of Timothy in the book, as opposed to this uh, episode, is that the watch apparently gives uh, Tim two hearts and a Time Lord-type respiratory system. Huh. Doesn't happen in the TV Ooh. episode. Oh, there's some dancing going on now. Well, the speculation would have been rife if they did that, wouldn't they? Yeah. I mean, the, the television, uh, uh, this Jessica Hines, of course, isn't she? didn't she also play Bob in Blackadder? Am That's I right? That's a very good question. That's a very, very good I question. Think, I think she was the one that played Bob. Have a look. Ooh, what fun! <laughs> I mean, the list. Uh, House of Elliot. She's good in that. Armstrong and Miller. Royal oh, Family. Black books. Been on QI as herself. Oh, perhaps she wasn't in like uh, A number of films, of course. She's been in Harry Potter. Shaun of the Dead. Bridget yes. Jones. Oh, Martha. <laughs> oh, hey, what's this? John? Answer me, David, John! Sorry. Oh, hey. <laughs> Who says aliens don't have a sense of humor, damn it? 
See how I eliminated him with that callous <laughs> remark? Ah, how very British of me. Uh, excuse me, sir. It's a scarecrow at the window. Ooh. Well, that's a way to make an entrance. Yes. And that. <laughs> oh, John Smith. Oh, let's have you. Ooh, hello. <laughs> Jeopardy. Why, matron. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, matron. To be continued. There we have it. And of course, if you watch the uh, preview clip, it kind of ruined that clipping or anything, but hey. Most preview clips do re <laughs> Uh, the fact that nobody gets shot right afterwards. You know. Yeah. There is actually going to be an episode next week, so nobody actually dies until later. So. Again, absolutely race through. Yeah. Yes, very good. Uh, we haven't uh, gone into too much detail. Uh, of course, we've got a whole other episode to uh, to deal with. Oh, here's the preview clip. Mm. Next time, the Doctor gets married. Which spoiled it somewhat because it showed both of them still alive. There we go. It did, it did do quite well though, because I mean, it, it did put the cat amongst the pigeons as far as I think, as far as fans go, at least, with the, the, the wedding scenes. Like, well, what is that? You know, is that a flash forward? Is that, uh, is that somebody dreaming? Is it, is it what? So, yes, we are left with a, an interesting little cliffhanger. Not, not that especially grand one, of course. You know, it's just like, choose. And, you know, somebody's going to come flying through the door. Everybody's going to get distracted, and everybody will run. <laughs> or something along those lines. Yeah. Just a guess, of course. 
Well, right. don't all talk at once. No, I, I was just trying to check it. It was Gabrielle, somebody who played Bob, so uh, uh, <laughs> it, it wasn't uh, her in that particular role. But, I mean, the, the list of things that she's been in oh, yes. are pretty amazing, really. Oh, yes. She's, a, as I said, quite a versatile actress. Well, again, uh, the, the production values, and it, we didn't really have time to mention those to it, but astoundingly good. I mean, uh, it's... TV movie quality, really, I would have thought. Oh, yes. Well, that's uh, the, the one thing about Doctor Who that I've always loved is that the ability to do these period pieces and do them so well, and it's also another avenue of which the BBC excels at is, is period drama. And so when Doctor Who decides to go into the past, uh, you know, Earth's past, especially England, uh, it just looks so nice. It looks just proper, you know, uh, they do a really good job of it, and uh, yeah, uh, American dramas to me don't do it as well, you Brits, you really know how to do your historical stuff, <laughs> and it's one thing that we, we, I don't suppose we really want to do any sort of summary, because it is the part one of a two-part yes. story, yeah, uh, there's more to come, and then uh, we will uh, cover the whole uh, two-episode uh, story arc, anything to say there, Mike? Were you busy crying or mopping? I was busy speculating as to how the story could proceed from here. And also going over more differences between the book and the movie. And you can look forward to those next time. Yes. Because there's still quite a bit to go over. All right. Well, I think that about wraps it up for us. Uh, Join us, of course, next time when we do the Family of Blood. Not literally, just we're going to watch the episode Family of Blood. Anyway, that's enough wine for me and enough talking for me. And it's enough talking for Mr. Randolph. And I think that's enough wine, maybe, for Dave AC. And it's detention for Mr. Ian Bissett. Oh, please, sir. (laughs) Bye, everyone. Goodbye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.